Hey, you guys. My name is Ryan Karesma. I am a photographer and writer. And today, I guess I just want to sit back and kind of just talk about what's been going through my mind this past month or so, what I've been doing, what I've been seeing, the people I've met, the places I've gone to. Um, at the end of July, July 31st, I flew from Tampa to Fort Lauderdale, and then from Fort Lauderdale to Cartagena, Colombia. And I've been here, not in Cartagena, I've uh, actually traveled south, all the way south, to where I currently am, which is uh, the city of Pasto. But I flew, I flew from uh, Fort Lauderdale to Cartagena, and um, yeah, so I've been in Colombia for about a full month now, and uh, the city that I'm in right now is the second to last town. It's like the second furthest south uh, town in Colombia, uh, right before the border into Ecuador, and... Um, Pasto is a pretty cool town. I guess I'll start with Pasto since I'm here. Um, it's pretty cool. Right now I'm actually at a hostel called Casa Colombiana. And I found this place on Booking.com. Really uh, pretty cheap price. It's 25,000 pesos, which is equivalent to maybe, I could be wrong, but around $10 a night. Uh, I've stayed here about four nights, so I'm going on like $40, and uh, it's well worth it. Um, yeah, I found this place on Booking.com, and this place, this this hostel is full of friendly, knowledgeable, nice, patient people. Um, the owner, his name is Fabio, he's crazy into metal rock music. Uh, the other night we actually went to a metal concert, like scream of death metal. Uh, I couldn't hear afterwards, <laughs> but um, it was awesome. You know, it was a cool environment. I met uh, I met some really cool people who talked about traveling and the places I should go, the things I need to eat, and just about uh, just about that. But yeah, so the people here in this hostel are really cool. Um, I'm actually right now I'm sitting on the rooftop and there's these two uh, kind of couches and then behind me there's like a Colombian flag above me there's a line where people are drying their clothes and there's also like twinkling fairy lights so it's a, a pretty relaxing uh, environment I'm also of course you can't go without some Colombian cafe so um you know i'm just sitting here enjoying the night enjoying the coffee trying to warm up a little bit here in pasto in southern colombia it is so cold like i i really did not expect that when i first got here in uh in cartagena the first city that i was in literally as soon as you stepped out of, outside of the house you were just sweating it was so humid it was like florida on the on the worst summer days you know like you you know that anyone who's been to florida in the summer 
understands that like the the heat has weight to it like you can feel it on your face you can feel it on your body and um <laughs> yeah so Cartagena in comparison to where I am now is just so such a vast difference uh I kind of I can't say I prefer the cool temperature I mean it definitely makes you know coffee tastes better <laughs> in my opinion but um it was cool because uh in Cartagena it was super hot and then the further I went down the cooler I got and actually I'm kind of uh not explaining it well because you know Cartagena is right on the coast so you know you have uh the beaches there and it's a, just a very it's a sunny town it's a very colorful town and then i made my way down to medellin the city of eternal spring and that's literally in a valley um and there's just mountains all around you and in in medellin it was more it felt like it was spring in new england i don't know if you guys have been to new england i'm sure the people who are listening my friends hello guys um and spring is is beautiful in new england there's a nice breeze you wake up it's uh it's relaxing it's there's a, a little chill to the air but then the sun comes out and and warms it right back up so it's it's just a perfect uh a perfect combination and then from medellin i spent a week there and then i went down to bogota and bogota was even colder and what made it worse was that it was just so uh the whole week that i was there it was gray it rained it drizzled it was like i felt like i was in seattle because it was like a light drizzle on and off all day all week and to be honest it was a little depressing but um but cool nonetheless and so now making my way down to pasto uh I'm here and like I said I'm just sitting up top on the roof. Today's actually a pretty nice night. I'm enjoying it. Um like right now I'm I it's just weird cuz I haven't had much time to to vent, to uh to process everything that's going on through my mind. When I have free time, uh, I'll be writing in my journal and um and that helps a lot but there's a difference between like venting uh vocally and then you know kind of uh just writing out my thoughts uh freeform um but what else can what else more can i say about pasto um besides you know if you guys ever like whoever's listening if you guys ever come to pasto uh or colombia you stop here at this hostel the people are awesome and I, as i mentioned before like the the owner fabio he's really into like metal music and actually there's a um he like on the first floor of the hostel there's a studio where bands from around town and actually from around colombia and he even told me that a few bands from europe that were uh passing through um came to the studio uh, to practice and then they went on to play in Bogota. 
So uh, it's pretty cool, like the just like the vibe in this place. So definitely come check it out. Um, so besides this this hostel, what more can I tell you about Pasto? Um, hmm. Well, in most of the uh, the guidebooks that I've read, like the South American or Colombian uh, travel guides. When you turn to the page that mentions Pasto, there's not a lot to read. I mean, there's information on like the local attractions, like a few churches, uh, maybe a museum. I haven't even checked that out, to be honest. Places to eat, things to try. Uh, one thing I can recommend that's in the guidebook is Gelado um, de Paya. And Gelado de Paya is a local ice cream that they make and i i don't i can't thoroughly explain it um but but basically uh there's like this copper bowl that sits atop of ice and then they start putting in uh in all the flavors that you want um of your ice cream and they start rotating the bowl faster and faster while adding ingredients and then after some time they stay at a they take a spoon and they start stirring it as they rotate it and then when the when the consistency of all the ingredients is like an ice cream they serve it to you and it's you know it's a local um it's a local favorite i had it the other night it was damn good you got to try it also in the guidebook um it mentions like the two places that are like the places to go is Laguna de la Concha which I went to today and uh La Galera which is a volcano uh which I went to yesterday both places are absolutely amazing i had such a good time at both places um good company good people good food I'll tell you about it in a second, uh, but before I do, I want to add that, so besides like a few things to eat, a few things to go see, uh, churches and so forth, in the guidebooks, it always says, uh, and like I've read like three, three, three or four guidebooks that say, oh, Pasto, Pasto is just a, a town that you pass through, most travelers pass through. Uh, they spend one or two days there at most if they want to go see, you know, the Laguna or the volcano. But other than that, they they stay there for the night and they go to Ipiales, which is the town um, which crosses into Ecuador. So it really is kind of just like a stop for most people. However, um, those two things, La Galera and Laguna de la Concha, are completely worth seeing like literally i would make my way uh down south from bogota which is like 24 hours just to see these things um and this in the town itself like uh i don't think uh pasto gets the credit it deserves i'll get into um i guess galeras the mountain because i went there yesterday with a friend uh my friend lucas who I met in Bogota. He's from France. 
But anyways, mm, we uh, we woke up early, around six a.m., and then we took a taxi to a terminal where like a bunch of taxis go to all different towns surrounding Pasto, and uh, from there we went to the town which takes you to uh, La Galeras. And then we took um, another taxi from that town. I forget the name, uh, excuse me, but um, we took a motorbike. That was fun. That was my first time on the back of a motorbike through these like narrow dirt paths and then up and around. It was crazy. Dude. It was so cool. Um, but yeah, we got to the path and we met up with a uh, a local guide named what was his name Luis his name was he was uh 50 years old um you know old man probably 54 he wore like a nice blue baseball cap and uh he he was really really informative he was really nice he I didn't feel judged based off of my uh poor spanish he was um, understanding, he listened, and he asked, uh, and he answered all the questions that Lucas and I had for him, um, and we took it slow, there was no rush, it was really, really cool, we would stop and he would tell us about the local vegetation, the animals that inhabited the area, and yeah, like, it was really nice, it was about a two-hour hike, in the beginning, like, you're on this slope, you're kind of like in this farmland there's a bunch of uh houses and it was funny because once we like climbed up to the slope he was pointing out to all the houses and he was like that house is my cousins that house is my aunts that house is my brothers like he could uh, identify each house uh each family member so that was and we were just joking about that and but yeah and then you kind of go up these like these uh dirt paths and uh and then you kind of make your way up even more and the further you go up of course the view just gets gorgeous because you get to see all the mountains in the background and then all the farmland and these uh just these these hills and these the houses on top of the hills is just uh definitely a sight to see and after a while like it was uh you know it's it gets pretty cold you know it wasn't the day was warm, but the higher we got up, it was just, uh, it, the clouds started rolling in, it started to drizzle a little bit, and let me just say, like, we reached the, uh, la, what was it called, La Ca- Cabana, La Cabana, and it's like this little, uh, hut, or not hut, it was more of a house, the, there's like two Oh, I forgot to tell you guys this. This is really interesting. So the guides there, there's two, there's two or three guides that take that go from Pasto to uh, to the top of the the volcano. And what they do is they rotate every eight days. So Luis was telling me that um, he he goes up there to the la la. Uh, I'm forgetting the name. My apologies. Uh, La Cabana. And 
he stays up there for eight days, and the other guide who was up there for the last eight days goes back down to stay with his family. So up there, you know, it's this little house, cabin, and, you know, they got internet up there, so they, you know, they watch YouTube, they listen to music, they watch movies, uh, you know, everything. They got everything up there. And, um, but yeah, so I thought that was really interesting because they rotate. So when he when he's up there for eight days, he's uh, going back and forth. Um, I think, I, I'm not 100% certain because the translation uh, wasn't perfect. But I think he kind of just watches out, watches out. Um, <laughs> I, honestly, I can't, I can't say exactly what he does. I know he patrols the area. He makes sure uh, that anyone who's passing through isn't leaving garbage and trash. Um, I'm not sure if he's responsible or not, but I know that they do certain tests to see how active the volcano is. I forgot to mention this, but uh, La Galera is actually the most active volcano in all of Colombia. And the last eruption was in 2011, I believe. I also read online that, like, scientists who were doing tests within the crater itself actually died because, uh, because it erupted while they were in there. So, like, I read this all beforehand. And uh, so he, when he was explaining to us all of this, I was like, oh, shit, man. So, um, yeah, so we got to the, to the, to the house and there was the other guide and he even, he had even more information, uh, telling us just a lot about like the species that live there. Uh, one thing that really caught my attention was that the locals of Colombia or of Pasto, they don't like hiking, I guess. They don't really enjoy going on these trails so most of the people who who go on this uh on this hike are foreigners uh, mostly from france and germany so uh, you know i don't really understand why like it's it's a beautiful site that i feel like if you live there you would want to see that part of your home You, you know what i mean but um anyway so from oh man the best part was when we got up to the top to the to that cabin he made us coffee and it was just so enjoyable because like we're hiking up it's cold my hands are just like frigid and white they're turning that like yellow color from like you know and it's hard to like clench your your hand into a fist so we sat there you know wrapped our hands around that warm, you know, mug of coffee, and then just sipped and slurped and just enjoyed it. It was, it was perfect. But, um, so yeah, so we, after that, we climbed up and it was probably like another 45 to 45 minutes to an hour hike to the top. And unfortunately, um, it's too dangerous to climb up to the crater. So we were kind of like right before it, uh, looking at a lake. And unfortunately on this day as well, it was, when we got to the top, it was so, it was downpouring and the clouds and the mist were covering, were covering the lake so we could only barely see it. I took some, 
some pretty uh, moody moody photos though kind of like the the mist hovering over the lake makes it look mysterious um, but yeah and there was also a few plants that were pretty cool um, which I, I really wish I could uh, inform you guys about but I couldn't understand most of what was said maybe I'll no I'll definitely write a post about that an article uh, further down the road so anyways Laguna de la Concha. So, this town is spectacular. You you drive in, and there's like just, there's like houses and restaurants, and uh, mostly houses and restaurants on each side of, on both sides of the road, and as you walk through, like. The, the wooden houses have like triangular uh tops and they're painted all different colors on each face so like you'll have on the right side it'll be green and then the, on the left side it'll be yellow and then the middle will have like large windows and the the border of the windows will be like a bright red and then they'll have you know pots of flowers dangling down and it's just vibrant it's very cool uh to be around it and like each house each building is like that and even more cool is like along these houses there's a river and the river of course leads to the lake and settled on top of the river are all these uh these boats that the local fishermen use to go out and catch trout and the main the traditional platter in uh la concha is trout and so that was like the main um it's like the main thing you're supposed to get when you're there and let me tell you lucas and i went to this restaurant called la natareza beautiful place i definitely recommend little expensive in uh, pesos in US dollars or euros not so much but still um you walk in and it's like everything is rustic looking it's all wooden floors wooden tables um very inviting there was a record record player playing music um just very very cool so we get in there and i ordered um cream a cream soup with uh they had like some trout in it it was so oh man i it was so tasty it was so good the cream the creaminess of it is just like you just want to savor it you know it's just one of those soups and then for the main dish i had trucha which is trout and uh humado which is smoked so i had trucha humado and guys just wow just wow lucas and i ate in silence and that's how you know that the food is delicious when it's like you just have to take a few moments and bask in the glory of how good the food is i mean (laughs) 
guys, the it came. It honestly, it almost looks like like trout. Maybe I'm like mixing or not telling this well, but it kind of looks like salmon. Like the the meat, it's like a pinkish, orangish color, and um, you know the whole fish comes out, and then there's like a little mound of rice. Um, some uh, platano, which is like fried banana, and then it it also came with like a little side plate with like um, seasoned vegetables. So I had there was like onion, some green pepper with uh, uh, like Italian Italian dressing on it, marinated in it, um, and you kind of like take that and then you put it on top of the trout, and you. You know, you scoop up the trout and you start chewing on it, and it just, it just, guys, it it was so. I I don't have words. I really wish I could explain to you how good this was. It it was my favorite fish I've ever had. And after they came out with this like uh, gastronomy type dessert, you know, a little bit of like fruit, it had some cheese, and then like this like peanut cut meld of like. I don't know what it was, but it was good, man. It was so good. So after that, we ate first, and then we walked over towards the uh, the luncha, where they take people from the town to the island. And the island is like a, a natural or a national uh, landmark. And you go, and there's like this path. Uh, that leads you through and it you know tells you about the birds that live there the types of uh plants and trees it's beautiful though it's like these uh this just this uh walkway this path and it leads you all along and then it leads you to the other end of the island to this hut and it overlooks all the water and uh it was it was a lot of fun it was a lot of it was it was really cool really peaceful um, just a nice walk through the forest and then you walk back and the person who who took you to the island he he you get on the boat again and you drive around the island and you go to this little platform that's floating on top of the water and from there you get another really really cool view of the near town village of uh the town's across from the uh, from the island that we were on you just get a, a, a complete panoramic uh sensation of just awesome awesome views um and then you you know you go back and you, what we did was because it was cold and the the water that day it was windy still kind of uh not not too much rain but a little it brings you back to uh well yeah, yeah sorry the the like the boat and the water because it was so choppy is just crashing into the boat and you're like trying to hover up and cover up and uh keep warm so when we got back to the town we were like necesitamos tomar café sabes um so we got some hot coffee this is this is really cool. I gotta tell you guys this story. I think this story is special. Um, we get coffee. We're sitting down at a table, just talking. 
And this little girl who was 10 years old, she told us this. She comes up to the table and is like, I really like to sing. Can I sing you a song? And we're like, claro, claro. If you want to sing, go ahead. We want to listen. So she starts uh, She starts singing. And guys, like a lot of the times in Colombia, they'll people will come up to you and like sing to you or perform to you or like display a skill of some sort. And then, of course, they expect money in return. And we kind of got the idea that that's what she was doing um, because it, it is like a, a touristic town. So instead, you know, we, you know, we go bravo, bravo. We give her a high, uh, uh, an applause. Um, and then my friend Lucas, he's sitting there and, you know, he speaks a lot better, a lot better Spanish than me. And he's talking to this girl uh, while he, you know, tears out a piece of paper from a notebook and he starts folding it. And, you know, he's asking questions like, you know, what's your name? How old are you? How many brothers and sisters you have? This girl had eight brothers and sisters. And she's and of course, you know, he's joking around. He's like, which one's your favorite? And she you know she's laughing and she's kind of becoming more interested in who we are and what he's doing because man i don't know how i don't understand how you remember the each you know fold to make something in origami but nevertheless he was doing it and so she's kind of becoming more curious asking our names what we're doing in colombia and it was cool because at the end you know he gave her the 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 result of his folding and it was like a bird and she was so engulfed in happiness she was so happy you could see it in how wide her her cheeks went you know she was she was just she was lit up and so she you know she ran out she said muchas gracias and she ran out and showed her she showed her friend not five minutes later like in those five minutes, I'm telling him, dude, that was really cool. Like, that was that was pretty cool, man. And not like five minutes later, another little girl comes up and she's like, I really like to sing. Can I sing you a song? And we're like, claro. Go ahead. If you're going to sing a song, we're going to listen. So she sings the exact same song as this girl before. And, of course, uh, Lucas, he starts folding another one. So it was just it was just funny. I was like, dude, you're gonna have the whole town of children coming and singing to you to get this origami piece. So, so yeah, it was just it was you know just a it was nice. You know, it was a cool little experience. It kind of brightened my day a little bit to see that. Um, but yeah, so we we headed back. Um, I I took some awesome photos. I'll be posting them to Instagram, uploading them to Facebook. I'm going to be writing a lot on my blog as well about these places that I've been to. Of course, not just in Pastu, but in uh, in all the places I've visited. So, so yeah. Um, yeah, guys, I'm just uh, kind of pacing back and forth now. I got up and uh, finishing up this coffee. Yeah, so don't don't um 
I guess don't listen to the the guidebooks, you know, read them, have them for a reference plan. Um, But not everything they say is exactly true. Because again, you know, they said pasta is really just like a two day stop to go to Ipiales and then into Ecuador. But, you know, I've been here for four days or five days and I could easily spend here, spend, you know, a few more days here if I wanted to. I've had more fun in this town than I did in Bogota. And Bogota is the capital of Colombia. So I think that means something. Tonight is my last night in Pasto. I'll be going to the next town, which is um, Ipiales. Uh, as I mentioned before, it's the last town uh, which enters into Ecuador. And that's where I'll be going in the next two days. Uh, it's going to be pretty crazy. Uh, I don't want to get into it too much right now. I'm still learning about it, but uh, there's, you know, uh, a economic, social uh, struggle and depression in Venezuela. So many people and a lot of people I've met on buses and the people who are actually staying in this hostel are from Venezuela and they're fleeing to go to Colombia to Ecuador y Peru. So um, tomorrow there's going to be, or not tomorrow, in the next few days when I try to go into Ecuador, there's going to be a really long line, um, mostly of Venezuelans trying to get into another country and make a better life for themselves and for their families. Um, Yeah, so uh, I kind of like this. This was good, you know. I'm, I've got a lot out of my mind, and I've expressed it to you guys. I hope you enjoyed listening. Um, yeah, I had a lot of fun doing this. I'll definitely continue doing it. But for now, I am signing off. So, paz y amor, mi amigos. Hasta luego.